0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jay Greenspan. Immunization has become one of the hottest topics out there, and the facts about immunization are being clouded by fear and misinformation. Helping us sort this all out is Dr. Jonathan Miller, Director of Primary Care Pediatrics at Nemours. And also joining me is my co-host, Dr. Paul Rosen. Hello, Paul. Hello, Jay. Kids are always getting immunized, it seems. They're getting shots every time I took my kids to the pediatrician, something else was coming up. Do they really prevent disease? Yes.
1: Vaccinations are one of the biggest public health successes really of mankind and have decreased the incidence of many infectious diseases over the last couple centuries. We've eradicated things like smallpox from the planet. Polio has been eradicated from most countries. And as recently as 10 or 15 years ago, we considered measles actually eradicated from this country. And so vaccines have shown incredible improvements in children's infectious disease. Jonathan, what's the kind of conversation you have with a parent who will come to you and say, you know, I'm really worried about these vaccines. I don't want to get my child vaccinated. What what's that conversation like? It's a common conversation for pediatricians to have all across the country. We're seeing this very frequently. I think for most of us, that conversation starts with asking the family what their concerns are. What are their specific concerns? Because some people have the concern about autism, which is pretty easy to dispel based on good science. And other parents are concerned about mercury, like thimerosal or aluminum, which is an adjuvant we see in in our vaccines. An adjuvant means a chemical that's in a vaccine that increases your immune response to the vaccine. So it actually makes the vaccine work better. So it's important to find out what the the family's concerned about. The most common concern is adverse effects to the vaccine. And then we can have a a conversation about what are real adverse effects. And shots are definitely associated with some side effects. And, And nobody's gonna tell you that vaccines have no side effects. Kids can get skin reactions, they can get fevers, they can feel crabby. But in general, vaccines are very, very safe and rarely associated with any kind of long-term or severe adverse effects. And so we can communicate that to families and very frequently that sort of conversation can lead to families accepting vaccines. Is part of the success of vaccines where these diseases are eradicated, has that bred this idea that, well, maybe my child doesn't need the vaccine or we don't see the disease? Absolutely. In the 50s and 60s, the incidence of measles was something like 500,000 or more kids a year were getting that virus. And it was pretty severe for some of them. And parents feared that disease. And so the, the school immunization requirements came from that because parents wanted to make sure that kids weren't going to be bringing measles into the schools. And we actually cut measles from a half a million kids a year down to about 60 cases a year 10 or 15 years ago. So the success of the vaccine movement has been that we don't see measles. We don't see chicken pox even anymore. My, my residents that I train in the clinic haven't seen any cases of that because of how good that vaccine is. We don't see polio anymore. And some of the other diseases that are on the list as well, diphtheria, we never see. And so because of that, parents no longer have the fear of the disease. But they hear in the media about autism and about other potential side effects of vaccines, some of which are real and some of which are not. And now they fear the adverse effects of the vaccines rather than the disease itself. And so, like you said, sort of the success of the vaccine movement has bred its own sort of rebellion, and it's a problem.
0: What's the harm if the disease is not really around of you not having your child get vaccinated?
1: Well, that is an argument that a lot of people who choose not to vaccinate use. I mean, it's the idea that we're gonna be sort of free riders. There's something called herd immunity. And if a certain percentage of the population is vaccinated, then that protects the unvaccinated people. And that's important in our society because not every kid can get vaccinated. Some kids are too young to be vaccinated. Some kids are allergic to vaccines. Some kids have an abnormal immune system that prevents them from being allowed to get certain types of vaccines. As the percentage of kids decreases in our society, We get pockets of areas where the herd immunity drops, and then we get outbreaks. And we've actually seen that over the last decade, particularly with measles and whooping cough, pertussis, where pockets of areas in in certain states, and this has actually been pretty well studied and well documented, where there are a lot of kids who aren't vaccinated. One of them gets the disease, shares the disease amongst the unvaccinated people, and then the kids who couldn't get vaccinated get the disease And it's caused outbreaks in in multiple states in our country that's been all over the news recently. I had a case not that long ago. Yes. And it's often in a kid who's too young to be vaccinated with pertussis.
0: Of course, there's always the question of autism and what about the autism story?
1: So the autism story goes back about 15 years when a paper came out in in England about an association between the MMR vaccine and autism that sort of snowballed over the subsequent years and took on a life of its own, both in the media and celebrity culture and and, and elsewhere, and has led to a lot of the problems that we've been seeing with uh, refusal of vaccination. There have been a lot of studies looking really hard to see if the vaccines we're giving kids are the cause of the increase that we are seeing in autism. We feel very confident at this point that the vaccines, and particularly MMR vaccine and thimerosal that used to be in some of these vaccines, are not contributing to the increase in autism. And so in the legal system in our country and in the medical system in our country, that sort of link has actually already been put to rest. It's been perpetuated in the media, but there is no link between autism and vaccines. And I feel very comfortable vaccinating my patients uh, knowing that that's not causing autism. Jonathan, there's, there's sort of a, a schedule, a vaccine schedule. And if a parent doesn't want their child to get multiple vaccines on the same day, but they, you know they want to space them out, I mean, is there any wiggle room or is it pretty much stick to the schedule? So that's an important question because there are doctors out there who are proponents of alternative vaccine schedules. The current vaccine schedule is made up by experts from the uh, CDC as well as the American Academy of Pediatrics and other organizations, and it's, it's devised for a reason. It's been studied, it's been shown to be safe, and it's been shown to promote the best immune response to these vaccines. And so in general, we very much want patients to be following that schedule. That being said, If your option is to have a patient who's completely unvaccinated or to have them get through one of these alternative schedules where they're taking vaccines at a slower rate. I think that anybody in in my shoes who's a pediatrician who believes in in vaccines would be willing to work with that family and do an alternative schedule. And I I certainly have many families in my practice that have concerns about a specific vaccine or the number of vaccines that they're getting at once. And I'm, I'm happy to work with them, even though there's not necessarily any science behind doing it that way.
0: Are there new developments on the horizon for vaccines?
1: There's lots of new stuff in vaccines, both in the way that we administer vaccines. For instance, we now have a flu vaccination that's intranasal, and so kids don't even have to get a shot anymore. They can they can take it in the nose if they don't like shots. So there's, there's a lot of development in the way that we give vaccines, as well as in the diseases that we're vaccinating against. So I expect for sure over the next you know 10 years that we're gonna have some diseases that we currently have nothing to protect us against where we're, we'll be able to protect our children.
0: So this has been great information, Jonathan, and um, my take home is that immunizations are your friend. It's been a very important addition to our ability to fight infection and keep kids healthy and very few side effects, and they're safe. Given their efficacy, they're incredibly safe. See your provider and get your shots, right?
1: Oh, that's definitely the message. Vaccines are not contributing to the increase in autism. Please get vaccinated. You don't want to be one of the families who chose not to vaccinate your child and then have something devastating happen that you could have prevented. And I've seen it. And I think a lot of us who are in medicine have seen that happen. And it's it's a horrible situation. And okay. so
0: I definitely advocate everybody getting their shots. Thanks for joining us, John. Thank you for having me. To our listeners, if you have a question about this topic, or if there's another topic you'd like us to explore in a future pediatric chat, you can send it to us by using the question portal on our webpage, and be sure to view our library for more pediatric chat programs. I'm Dr. Jay Greenspan, and thanks for listening.